Toronto Blue Jays have clinched a postseason berth. For the ninth time in franchise history, the Jays are headed to the playoffs. It took an extra day, but after Friday's blowout win over the Red Sox, Toronto finally got to pop some champagne. The celebration was legendary, but as we look ahead, some tough decisions remain. In this episode, Mitch Bannon and myself, Ethan Diamandis, give our takes on the Blue Jays' playoff roster. Who's in? Who's out? How many pitchers should they carry? Does Yusei Kikuchi make the cut? All that and more on this episode of the Inside the Blue Jays podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Ethan, the Toronto Blue Jays will play playoff games this year. Is that a surprise? Is that news to you? Uh, or you do you have any kind of reaction to that, or was this inevitable? No, I think like we've known this for a little while, right? Um, at the start of the season, expectations were pretty high. We're gonna, you know, the Jays are gonna win the division. The Jays are gonna be the best team in the American League. You know, some of the odds reflected that, and we'll get to that in a moment. But um, yeah, as the season went on, Toronto fell. I think they fell out of a playoff spot only really once, right? There was a time. Yeah. Um, Were they out of it right before Charlie got fired? Yeah, it, but it was never, they were never way out of it. And it was never really in doubt. Um, and Toronto just did enough. Their hot streaks kept them afloat enough to hang around in the conversation until, you know, they took advantage and some of the other teams faded off. So, um, Big news for Toronto that they clinched. You know, congrats to all those guys. Uh, it wasn't the most exciting of fashions to clinch, right? There was no, um, there's no champagne in the locker room. There's no parties. I mean, I'm sure they partied, but uh, not with, uh, not with us lowly media folk. It happened because the Orioles lost, but uh, still, still a big accomplishment nonetheless. Um, imagine at the beginning of the se- uh, season if I told you that the Blue Jays were like scoreboard watching a Baltimore Orioles game at the end of the season to see if they lost to clinch. Like the Orioles were the team that was gonna gonna yeah. end up on the outside. That's that is kind of I think the craziest part of this all is that the <laughs> Orioles were the team on the brink. But uh, yeah, the Blue Jays will now set their sights to the World Series. It, they're kind of middle of the pack in the World Series odds when you yeah. look at kind of all the contenders. But I think they got a shot. And if you think they got a shot you can place a wager and put your money where uh, your mouth is right now and go over to bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events you can find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball but also the nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information like live in-game betting props and futures you can head over to bet online today on your mobile device or on your browser and join to make your first sports bet. You can use our promo code Believe50. That's capital B L E A V five zero to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Yeah. So this episode, now that you know we've we've acknowledged the clinch, and Toronto's going to be fighting for home field advantage. That's going to be big. That's basically the crux of what remains in these last six games. And it's honestly like what has been the thing for the last week. Yeah. Three, four, five days even. Yeah. So that's important. We've kind of done um, a podcast episode already breaking down sort of the matchups and maybe which one we think is best. So this one, I'm sure there are going to be plenty of stories on this. If not, you know, if they haven't already been published, but we want to look at the playoff roster. 
right? We think this is a big deal. We think Toronto will have some tough decisions, not maybe as tough as some other teams. I think Toronto's core is is set pretty pretty strongly, but uh, there are some fringe guys who could make a difference potentially um, in 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 specific situations or in in high leverage late game situations. Yeah, like we've seen. Like the Blue Jays bullpen at times this year, when it's been bad, it's because not because like the core guys haven't been performing well. It's been like that second tier of guys, the middle innings guys. And so like and they got some choices to make in that tier. So those we've seen it make or break games before the season. We could see it make or break games in the playoffs. So I think that's where a lot of my question marks are, but also on the bench, kind of maybe some questions around uh, the starting pitchers you carry, maybe a depth starting pitcher. But uh, it is kind of interesting and I'm sure we'll talk more about this even up into the playoffs and I think the decisions they make for who they carry are a going to be catered to the team they play I think that's going to be an important caveat we're not really going to be able to break down yet because like if you're facing a team with a bunch of lefty bats you're maybe more inclined to bring a lefty reliever an extra lefty reliever and uh, maybe your your bench is also catered to the team you're playing but uh the the general framework of the roster is you can carry 13 batters and up to 13 pitchers you don't have to carry 13 pitchers so it's a 26 man roster with at most 13 pitchers uh there's obviously some locks i don't know if we have to go through those fully but <laughs> i don't think we do for everyone's all, sake yeah I, I guess maybe some of the like the big boys are all going to be there. Uh, I think we can both agree Gosman, Manoa, Stripling are probably the three starting pitchers we yeah, think are going to we'll start operate those games. under that operate under that assumption. Okay. Then. And then like maybe some guys who some people might disagree are locks to make the roster, but I think we both agree. Whit Merrifield, Rymel Tapia. Yeah. Okay. And then do you have Trevor Richards as a yes. lock? Yes. Okay. I have him as a lock. Okay. Then every and David Phelps, Adam Simper, like all those guys, the rest of the relievers, all the big bats. Right. What, yeah. Why don't we start with maybe for the wildcard, let's start at the top of the rotation sure. beyond Stripling, right? So we want to talk a little bit about Jose Barrios. Um, you know, we were flip-flopping for a while on whether he would be that third wildcard starter. I think now we could safely say that. I mean, never know. But I I think it's safe to say that he's probably not starting a potential game three. I think the only way he starts a game three is if Manoa starts 162 for yeah. home field. Oh, and like, <laughs> there's still talk of that. I'm still very skeptical how real skeptical. that talk is. What is that? Just gamesmanship then? If you're yeah, like, just... what are you gaining? <laughs> gamesmanship. It's gamesmanship for the sake of gamesmanship. Like, and that doesn't seem like John Schneider's MO. He doesn't no. seem like he's using the media to exploit the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Like, I think it's legit, but more that like, like if you're the difference between dropping one and two going to Tampa, like uh, maybe there's like a very specific road trip they want to avoid mm-hmm. that they would be willing to use Manoa for. I don't think it's like a, if we don't have it locked up on 162, we're using Alec no matter what. Yeah, I think it's and also like I think how you feel about Yusei Kikuchi, how you feel about Mitch White in that final series will dictate like the drop off you're willing to sacrifice for that last game in terms of a starter. But back to the playoff roster. So let's say Gosman, Manoa, Stripling are your three starters pitching that series. There's only three games, maximum three games. You need a, a starter for game one of the next series too. So are do you want to bring Barrios on your 26-man roster probably as the 13th pitcher as in like a long relief role? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the question, right? That's the big question. Would you rather you say Kikuchi and would you rather just leave Barrios off? If you don't think he's going to pitch, I think it comes down to that. If you do not think he will pitch out of the bullpen in a mop-up role, which I think is wasteful, to be honest. And I don't know if Barrios has ever pitched out of the bullpen in the major leagues. I don't know if he's ever pitched out of the bullpen in the so. playoffs. Um, 
not to say it can't be done because Yusei Kikuchi did it for the first time. A um, little bit different stakes there for him. But uh, yeah, I think the move is to take Kikuchi. I think that's my opinion because if you're, if you're pitching, if you, unless like there's an injury, right? That's maybe what you're thinking about. Like maybe, you know, Manoa is not the guy that would go down with an injury, but if he does get hurt, you know, there's a comebacker, then maybe you're like, crap, we should have had Jose Barrios. Right. But at that point, maybe there's some wiggle room. I don't know what the precedent on this is, but for like changing your starting rotation. So like you can do if someone gets hurt in the middle of a playoff series, you can bring a new player onto the roster. But the player you remove from the roster is then ineligible for the next series. Okay, interesting. Um, I don't imagine Toronto would do that. Mm -hmm. I think they go to a full bullpen day if that happened. And you say Kikuchi would be a part of it. And you know what? At the end of the day. Nobody wants to see him pitching in high leverage in the playoffs. I think that's fair to say. Like, I don't think fans are comfortable with that. I don't think the Blue Jays would have that as their ideal situation either. But in the worst case that, you know, something happens early, and maybe even if Toronto's down, I think two innings from Yusei Kikuchi in the playoffs, two, three innings in a blowout or in a bullpen game, you know, one and two-thirds innings uh, is not the end of the world. I could see it happening. Yeah, I, I agree. I would not have Barrios on my playoff roster just because, like, I think this is this Blue Jays team can win the World Series. And you have to, obviously, you have to approach every game and every series thinking about just that game and series. But you also have to, like, take a step back and also worry about the big picture. And if you're going to win this series in two or three games, you need a game one ALDS starter. And Jose Barrios has got to be that guy. Like, there's yeah. not enough days off for them to be, like, basically it would then come, if you bring Barrios on and he pitches three innings in game two or game three, he's not going game one. No one else is rested. You're either pitching, like, a, a short rest Manoa or you're pitching Mitch White in the yeah, game one yikes. of the playoffs, which is, like, not a situation I think you want to be putting yourself in. So I think you you bite the bullet. You, it's not like, I think Jose would get it. He's not not making this roster because he's not good. He's not making the roster because he's a starting pitcher and he's not, doesn't have a spot to start in this. Yeah, and there are better options available, right? So. Exactly. I think I, I didn't have Kikuchi on my playoff roster, but he was like a question for me. It's basically like, how comfortable are you with Trevor Richards being your mop up guy? Cause mm-hmm. we saw him go 2.1 the other day, very effectively. I think he struck out all but one batter. It was something yeah. pretty impressive, but yeah, I, I do agree. A team is probably going to be a little more conservative than I'm willing to be and like bring a legit mop up guy like Kikuchi. But I want every single player I bring on a playoff roster to like have someone I'm comfortable in a very specific scenario. And there aren't like a whole lot of scenarios I'm comfortable with you say Kikuchi in. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you're never going to be comfortable with Kikuchi pitching. I think that's just the nature of who he is, right? He's so boomer bust that. You kind of just got to put him out there and just pray that things don't go wrong, right? Like you're ideally you're gonna have a, a team that you look to the bullpen. Everyone will will make you comfortable. No one's gonna get your heart elevated. You're not gonna be worried as a manager. What's gonna happen? I just think in the playoffs, it's impossible to have that anyways. So if you're gonna have a guy with a high ceiling like Kikuchi who can go in there and offer guys a dramatically different look from kind of everyone else in your bullpen, right? Like there's nobody, Mesa doesn't have the same stuff that Kikuchi has, mm-hmm. right? So dramatically different. And if the stakes are low, maybe, you know, you're losing by three runs, put him out there, see what happens, right? If the game gets blown apart, well, you know, he's not going to pitch again, I guess, right? So, and, and when it comes to the trade-off, right? Like you're not going to, if you're not carrying Brios and we, we've established that, I mean, who else is going to be in Kikuchi's place? I know you've entertained the idea of um, 
a Julian Merriweather or perhaps a Matt Gage. Yeah, as that, the, in that, final that would spot. be because like another reason I have like Kikuchi in kind of the mix is you right now. Trevor Richards is like kind of the second lefty in the bullpen, but right now you're only bringing Mesa, which mm-hmm. is one lefty. And so a value you could talk yourself into with Kikuchi is he is your second lefty in the bullpen. If you use Mesa yep. in the fifth innings, this game goes to extra innings and they have a stack of lefties coming up. You give the ball to Kikuchi. But if that's the reason you're bringing him on the roster, I think I would be more comfortable with Matt Gage. Like he looked pretty decent when he was up here. He wasn't a world beater, but like he looked like a useful left-handed major league reliever, which I think is more than what you say Kikuchi is. The been. question is, is Matt Gage comfortable with being yeah. Matt Gage on this roster? Right? Like he's not he's not a guy with like boatloads of major league experience. No, that's fair. But also he has been like the Bison's closer all year. And obviously those stakes are like <laughs> drastically different. But this is a guy who's had major league, not major league, but games that count as yeah. much as triple A games maybe aren't that, but games that count on his shoulders. He's had closing situations. Obviously, the big leagues are a completely different animal, but I don't know. I feel like I would have faith in him. I don't think they are going to bring Matt Gage. I just kind of jotted him down because, like, if I was managing managing the team, I might bring Matt Gage, and I I just like what he would bring. But yeah, I think to kind of sum up the bullpen point, it's like Romano, Garcia, Bass, Mesa, Phelps, Simber, Richards. Those are the seven locks. We both agree you're bringing three starters. That's ten pitchers. So basically, you have room to bring two or three more pitchers. I- I'm willing to secede Kikuchi. I think, or yeah, I'm willing to agree with you. Kikuchi will be one of those. Who is your 12th and or 13th pitcher then? Yeah, I think Zach Pop is one of them, right? And then we have one more to pick from. Yes, if you want. Like we can get into discussion of whether or not you'd want an extra big bench later, but let's say you're bringing 13, Zach Pop and. Okay, if I have to. Ideally, I don't think my playoff roster has anyone beyond Pop and Kikuchi. So interesting. I kind of agree. uh, Yeesh. Probably Julian Merriweather, to be honest, right? Like, I mean, uh, you would never pitch him, like, ideally. I, I mean, I think Matt Gage. I, I was surprised when they sent down Matt Gage, and I'm surprised he hasn't come back up. That I think surprised there is, me a little bit. But Ross Atkins was saying the other day, he mentioned him by name. I think there's a chance we see Matt Gage in the next 10 days yeah, in the regular season. I think that'd be cool. Maybe see what you have. Throw him in, in some, like, home field leverage games, right? Like, that's not as big as like winner get in or in the playoffs itself but there's still a lot to play for and I think it'd be interesting to see him pitch there I'd also be interested to see Merriweather come back up maybe one more look and just say like was that outing in Philadelphia kind of like his nail in the coffin for this season and potentially beyond but uh yeah okay so to answer your question I'll go pop Kikuchi um and I will go Julian Merriweather as my 13th yeah, I agree. I think Pop is definitely the, what is that, the 11th or 12th guy? 12th guy if we're bringing Kikuchi. Because, like, we saw him, he came out, I believe it was, to face Aaron Judge the other day. Like, he came out of the bullpen, and his first task was to face Aaron Judge. So, and that was a meaningful game. The Blue Jays are, are fighting. They walk in Aaron Judge is, like, the <laughs> one of the better outcomes recently. But, um I, that shows more confidence that John Schneider has in Zach Pops than I think we we might have thought to yeah. bring him in to face Judge in what was a decently close game at the time. Like so, and also he, if you use Simber and you need a ground ball, you have a guy on second. Like Pop is the next best like yeah. ground ball machine. And to you go think get like that. how he profiles against Judge, right? Maybe Judge. I don't know his 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 hot and cold zones, but you think like the sinker up and in like in down and in would maybe play against kind of his big bat that can kind of take all fields for power. Um, so I, I, we saw that as a good matchup and we saw Simber 
and we're like, oh, I don't know if that's a good matchup for Judge. Like, yeah. we don't uh, <laughs> unideal for the Jays. Let's uh, let's jump into the position side because I think this is more interesting. Yeah, side for sure. I think so too. Um, so, do who do you carry? Right, if we're operating under the assumption that um, Tapia, JBJ, Whit Merrifield, Biggio, those guys are all on your roster. Yeah, I think like there's a starting lineup which is the starting lineup they've had the whole year right now with Merrifield. Mm-hmm. I have penciled in as my starting second baseman. It's Biggio if they're facing a righty. Yeah. Guriel, who is currently hurt, currently... He'll like, be back. If he's not back way. this series, he'll be back in Baltimore, I imagine. Agreed. And also, like, even if he doesn't get a whole lot of action in, even if he's not able to run, because that's what's plaguing right now, I believe it's a hamstring or, or a calf or something like yeah, that. Hamstring. I think you're super comfortable having Lourdes Gurriel Jr. as a bench bat. And just, yeah, like that's like, you're going to have to have a decent position player coming off the bench anyways, just because mm-hmm. of how deep this lineup is. And so if you have a not 100% Gurriel who you're not comfortable putting in the field, great. There's yeah. your pinch hitter. Like when, when they bring in a lefty and, you know, Rymel Tapia's in the eight hole, like you're going to have Gurriel hit there. Exactly. So, and then, you know, JBJ goes out and plays defense. Like it's not the end of the world. I could see Tapia starting actually a lot of the playoff games, especially if Lourdes is not um, agreed feeling super hot, but that's a whole different discussion. I think it comes down to what's, what do you value on the bench? Right. So that's that's like 12 batters just to set the baseline. So let's say we were talking about taking 12 or 13 pitchers that leaves you with 13 or 14 hitters. Okay. So we, that we locked in 12 right there with Guriel, Biggio and Bradley Jr. as the bench. Yeah. So I'm of the, belief that you only really need 12 pitchers so under that assumption i can add two more hitters to my roster agreed apart I, from I, think I would i would go with the same thing okay. so options outfielder bradley zimmer right now catcher gabriel moreno infielder who another injured situation we can get a little more into santiago yeah. espinal and then kind of like the everything auto lopez are really yeah. the four options i see Otto Lopez, God bless his heart, has been on this roster for a lot of days and has not played a lot of games. I think there's a chance he starts today at the cl- the post clinch day. I yeah, think if he's ever going to start, it's today. Yeah, maybe. I don't. Is the lineup out yet? I don't know if it is. I doubt it. Um, we're recording on Friday, September 30th. You guys will probably be hearing this tomorrow, which is October one. Mm. Look at that, it's October, October baseball. baseball. Um, yeah. Okay. No Otto Lopez. Let's just go ahead and rule that out. Good guy. Um, but not going to be on the playoff roster. Um. Santiago Espinal, that's going to be big to see if he's healthy. But I think if you're going for your like super bench bat, like super deep bench bat, like I don't think Bradley Zimmer is coming in as a pinch hitter, but um, he's going to be there as a pinch runner, I imagine, and a defensive replacement. Um, he's going to be a guy that has his reason, the Dalton Pompey of the other, you know, the, the 2015, 2016 legitimately factored into those series, like big pinch run moments. Yeah. Like he was on the bases for a lot of those. He had, didn't he like take out the catcher at home? Yeah. And there was a challenge. And then that was Jeff Bannister was, was, was upset, but yeah, like good base running can change the game. And that's something I talked to George Springer about, like just very quickly, like, Hey, listen, you know, this team is stealing a lot more. A, a lot more hit and runs and he's like anytime you can make the game speed up on somebody in a playoff situation it's huge he says like we play fast we play aggressive and that tends to kind of put the other team on its heels and it can freak you out if you're not ready for it in the playoffs so i think bradley zimmer can be um an agent of chaos on the bases um so i yeah i would i would have him um and then at that point i guess you'd have to take moreno i mean gabby moreno would get um uh, a role in the playoffs which is amazing because he's a rookie um and you never would have seen that even after 
you know, he got sent back down. We're like, okay, you know, this could maybe be, we might see him one or two more times after he was sent down in, I believe, July. Maybe. Yeah, late July. Yeah. We're like, okay, you know, Gabby, it was, it was nice seeing you, but, you know, maybe you'll check back in September, but there's no way you'll be in the playoffs. Now there's, there's a situation for it. Yeah, I think he is kind of like the perfect 26th man on this roster because he is the break glass in case of emergencies guy. So he is obviously, I think most of the starting lineups will have Jansen catching and Kirk, Kirk DHing, yeah. unless it's Manoa um, pitching, in which case it might even be the other way yeah, around. Might, so, like, DH Jansen, the way he's been hitting for exactly. Sure. So, you, I think there's a definite value to having Moreno on the bench as to not have to lose your DH spot if you want to make some moves happen with a yeah. pinch runner. Like, I, I think he kind of comes as like a partner to Bradley Zimmer. You use Zimmer to pinch run for Kirk in the ninth inning of a big game. You know that you can bring Moreno in if that game keeps going. Mm -hmm. And also he's good enough with the bat, has good enough contact skills that if you're in like an extra innings game, you've depleted the entire bench. You have no one left. You say Kikuchi's pitching. Yeah, exactly. You say (laughs) Kikuchi's on his fourth shutout inning to keep this game alive and, and extra innings are happening you're comfortable bringing Moreno in to move a guy over. You're comfortable to ask for a big hit from Moreno. I don't think you think you're putting him in too big of a spot because I think the bat-to-ball skills alone are something that we've seen play at this level. So you're comfortable having him there both as the catching insurance and if you really, really need it, that last bat on the bench. Yeah, right. So and I think the value of Moreno in those super, you know, specific, super unique situations are – they're very important situations, right? Should you get there? You know, is it likely that those situations happen? Maybe not. But I think just having him in case of that emergency is worth taking an extra position player over an extra pitcher that you probably won't use anyways. Agreed. So I think then the question, I think we're pretty much in lockstep for for the bench as things stand right now with Bradley Zimmer and Moreno being your 13th and 14th mm-hmm. bats. The question I'm kind of not concerned about, but worried about and interested in is, let's say Santiago Espinal does not come back, but he is deemed healthy, able to come back. Do you think it is then more valuable to have Espinal over Moreno or Zimmer with little game experience in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, it's tough, right? You would think you'd probably take Espinal over Moreno just because he's probably a better pinch hitter, Espinal is. And I think there's like a, a value to the backup shortstop that the Blue Jays don't have on their roster right now. Yeah. Maybe even a bigger value than like, obviously Bo is a guy who has basically played yeah. the entire season and much of it at shortstop. But I do think like you, like if, if he gets hurt, they're screwed yeah. basically. So you want that backup. Shortstop. Uh, yeah. I think, I think it's pretty safe to say that if Espinal, if they think they can activate him for the playoffs, you know, he's not going to have a rehab stint or anything. It's going to be a matter of him hitting and, and him feeling better on his own um yeah i think we'd all rather have him than moreno even if you know we we get you toss out that you know backup catcher situation with the pinch running and everything we talked about um i think you still at the end of the day want espinal instead of moreno agreed and i think that's then all the more reason why they would only carry 12 relievers versus 13 is because like there's just more bats in the mix there that could bring value yeah like there's those are three in zimmer moreno and espinal three guys for two spots that I think provide a legitimate value more than like a 13th reliever for sure. And now we've set our predictions and we'll get uh, about five or six days to sit on them and see if they're, uh, 
if they're successful, I'm, I'm not, I haven't been so lucky with my picks lately, so I'm, I'm not entirely <laughs> confident. I but... think the one we are going to end up being wrong on is I think Jose Barrios is going to be on the playoff roster. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know what reliever it's in place of. I don't know if it's in place of that last bat on the bench. I'd certainly hope not, but I think that the team just functions more conservatively in that faction where they don't want to just throw a game away if someone gets hurt or can't get out of the first inning like we would maybe be willing to yeah we'll see um the last six days of this season will be quite interesting um when we're talking to you guys next time i guess we will know whether toronto has clinched home field or not we gearing up for a pretty exciting wild card series. We might be in the air on the way to seattle in the air on the way to tampa we might be walking to the (laughs) ball anywhere yeah could be anywhere um Better for us if it's in Toronto, right? Nice and close. And I think better for the fans who have purchased tickets and don't want to see that dreaded refund hit their Gmail inbox. Yeah, that, uh, tragic. That, would, that would be unfortunate. So, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we'll see where we're at uh, a week from today. Yeah.